When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because I saw a photo of him and George together. Yeah. He signed George's helmet. George couldn't put his helmet on because it was too small. I remember holding Danny Rick's helmet and thinking I couldn't get one of my nuts in here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pit Stop Podcast. Woo! The last race of the 2022 season. Yes, Abu Dhabi is here. The crowd go wild. We have done one whole season in Formula One. What the flip? Don't cry because it's over. What's the second part? Smile because it's. <laughs> no idea, mate. I'm actually going to be very upset. I am going to be very upset. I remember when we had that little break in August. I was devastated. It is going to be a shame there's going to be no races, but we'll hit it harder with many, many great guests. It's been an incredible season. We've seen records broken. Max Verstappen, the most wins in a season ever. Red Bull have absolutely smashed it. I am going to bring something to the podcast very early days, okay? Is it special? I feel like it could be. Go on. Fabio Bocca. Yes. Who came pole position in qualifying last week? Who was it? Kevin Magnussen. No, that was in sprint, qualifying. No, that was in qualifying. Yeah, sorry, in the sprint. In the sprint. Who came pole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. George. Who won the race? George. Yeah. That Mercedes looks really quick, doesn't it? Yes, it does look very quick. Do you think there's a chance in that Mercedes you could get a fastest lap? George? Yeah. Yeah, because he set one in like, f- like the last four races. Did you know <laughs> if Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez both DNF'd, in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. and George Russell won the race. Then it means with you the were right. Lap. It means you were right all along. George Russell would come second in the driver's standards. Yeah. Now that would be something special. It would mean that your prediction was correct, and it would mean you know a lot about Formula One. Wow, this is a thing. I don't like to show off in front of fellow F1 fans. No, of course not. Of course not. But that would be um, that would be really something if Charles Leclerc and Perez both DNF'd. If George Russell won, got fastest lap, he'd come second. At the moment, Perez and um, Leclerc both sat on 290. The constructors are pretty close as well. There is 19 points between Ferrari and Mercedes. It's super tight. And we've got our £20 bet on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. So it's big how money fe- going down. How are you feeling about it? Well, there's big smackers on the table for this weekend, so I'm a bit nervous. It's but nice. Nice to do a bit of gambling. Ever <laughs> since Las Vegas, we've sort of got the, got the... We've just been filled with it. Every night in the doghouse. I don't feel like I've done the right thing here. Um, I don't feel like I've done the right thing back in what I've backed, but I do feel like Mercedes will... Well, so now you think it's a bad decision? Well... <sighs> I'm relying on basically two really bad Ferrari performances. Mm. And, you know, fingers crossed, it may happen. I mean, we're there's not fingers good, crossed. But there's a good chance it does I happen. I want my 20 squids. Mm. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. I Should feel we give yeah. our free, top three prediction at the beginning of the pod? We usually do it at the end. But what do you think, Fabi Dabi? Fabi Dabi? Mm. Lewis Hamilton wins. Wow. Yeah, redemption for last year. Okay. Max second. I want to see that battle again. I want to see history repeat itself. Okay. And then I reckon... Um, 
Charles Leclerc in third. Fair. What about I... you? <sighs> Give me an outrageous one. George Russell wins again. Yeah, you heard it here first. Lewis Hamilton in oh, second. Oh, my God. Yeah, you ready for this? Yeah, mm, I don't know if I am. Lando Norris third. Lando? Yeah. Interesting logic. Why, what makes you think that? I don't know. I don't know. It's, that's a, you said give me something He's crazy. been on, He has been on fire recently. He's been on fire. I Shame think about McLaren's getting quicker. I yeah. think he's going to be excited about next year. Look, I just feel like an amazing season has come to a head. And now all the drivers are starting to move around a little bit, which makes it even more interesting. Oh, yeah, because there's been... well, There's been po- some breaking news this morning. Usually we've been uploading at midnight, but we're filming this the morning of the Thursday of the day of the upload. Why don't you tell them why? Means... Tell them why we're, oh, we're yeah, doing it late. Guys, because yesterday we surprised my mum with a dog. Oh, how sweet. Little puppy Lola. Oh. Yeah, we a went and got a dog. golden cockapoo. Oh, <laughs> she's so sweet. Yeah, we took a dog down south and then it was torrential rain coming back, but F- Fab's Volvo made it through. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Volkswagen, isn't it? What's it, you got? It's a VW Golf. And i got to say, there was hints, there was elements, there was moments of pure amazingness last night. <laughs> Alonso in the rain, not far different. <laughs> not far different, my friend. To be fair, there was four by fours stuck in puddles because they couldn't get through them. Mm. But Fab in that VW Golf slid through those Do you know puddles. What what? It's, this, it's the raw power and speed of the golf. Yeah. You can't drive through a puddle slowly because you'll just, you'll, you'll drown. You'll get <laughs> stuck. You'll get stuck. You have to just go flat out as fast as you can. No, that's not, that's not, that's not the correct piece of information to be given out. No. But you do have to hit it at some sort of speed so that you make it through. For all the correct information about how you should hit water on the roads, please visit YouTube and type in water <laughs> fucking skiing or whatever it is. Yeah, don't take it What's from it me. What's it called? Water gliding? Hydroplaning. Hydroplaning. Water gliding. <laughs> Sailboating. Yeah, because of this adventure we ran on yesterday, it meant that we didn't... It meant that this morning we saw the news. It is now confirmed. Breaking news. Breaking. Breaking. Mick Schumacher will no longer race for Haas. After the after this last race, actually confirmed by Oscar Piastri on our last podcast that we did with Oscar. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere else. Yeah, we're, well done for bringing that up because that was like a month and a half ago. So if yeah. they do listen to the Pit Stop podcast, you get the any new fans hasn't haven't heard it yet. Oscar Piastri, great great interview. And uh, what's the second half of that that news? That uh, Nico Hulkenberg has taken his spot. And your initial reaction? Um, see, I because we've only just got into Formula One. I don't feel like you and me have this this connection with Nico Hulkenberg. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he was wasn't he racing last year or the year before? I'm not going to lie to you. I know nothing about Hulkenberg. No, I know because about he him. he wasn't. He's barely in Drive Survive. He was like Aston Martin, or if he was in Drive Survive, that's really bad. I can't remember. Yeah, no, I don't really know much about the guy. So actually, it'd be really good to get him on the pod before he goes back out next season. Nico, yeah, if for you're sure. Listening. But it's a shame because. Mick's a lot like lot younger, I think. It feels a bit weird, like giving it to an older guy. I think Mick's got potential, which has How been old's Nico spotted. Hulkenberg? I don't know. Have a little Google, but I know Mick's potential has been spotted about spotted by Mercedes. Have you seen that fact? I uh, I have not actually heard that. I've heard other rumors about Mercedes, which we'll get onto. Yeah, well, the Mercedes Daniel Ricciardo rumor. Sorry, breaking news. <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg is thirty five. What? And how old is Mick Schumacher? <laughs> sticking me dad in the car. <laughs> how old is Mick Schumacher? Mick Schumacher's got to be like 23, probably. Mick Schumacher, I can confirm, is... I'm going for 24. He's a 1999 baby. He's 23. Oh, 20, hang on a minute. 
so they really are just that means they're lining someone up for the year a couple of years after well did you not hear Gunther just now on the video I watched no he's just saying he's got more experience that's yeah. kind of what you put it down to he's got more experience feel like we could get better chances with him they'll be looking to get maximised points next year they won't want to go with like a and he said youth. there's no no bad blood between them and Mick but then I saw Mick's no, post on Instagram I don't think, yeah I think Mick will be gutted he's not actually racing but I think this Mercedes thing looks interesting with Mick Go on, tell me about it, because that's that's kind of... I don't know what you're going to say. Tell me what you've heard. I haven't heard anything, but I feel... I mean, I should do, because this is my job now, but I, I purposely keep myself away so we can have these conversations. Uh, that's what I'll put it so down. So what have you heard? <laughs> well, I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing, but I do feel like another team will just lap him up. I do feel like... not. No one's going to let Mick Schumacher just go. I think Mercedes are going to grab him as their reserve driver for next year by the looks of things and what I've seen. What's the rumour? What's word on the street? That's It looks like it will happen. And it also looks like that will be followed up by Daniel Ricciardo to Red Bull as their reserve driver. Well, that's what my dad said. My dad said Mercedes might have Ricciardo. Which is interesting because from everything we knew, he wasn't going to race next season. But I want him to stay in the sport. He needs to stay in the sport if he wants to get back into a car. But also, there's so much more media value to these people now isn't there there's so much media value to red bull taking daniel ricardo back because just having him on videos and that and same with mick there's so much media value of having mick my eyes have really been opened now about how much the grid can change like think about the year that we've been doing it's not even been a year since we started the podcast it's been nine months Started the Instagram page. Which is early. crazy, isn't it? It's How quick crazy. has that nine months gone? It's mental. Quickest month of my life. But we've lost Kimi Raikkonen. We're going to lose Mick Schumacher. We're going to lose Sebastian Vettel. Which is... We've gained Nick DeVries. We could potentially gain Logan Sargent. We're gaining Oscar Piastri. Who have I missed? There's a load of shit going on. Mm. There's people... There's a load of people moving around. Danny I, Rick, gone. Yeah, I know. And, and this we've is all just learned the grid. This is all how, yeah, yeah. I haven't even learned their numbers yet. <laughs> no, I don't even know their numbers. I can tell you a couple of them. <laughs> That's but, why I think what Crofty does is so special, by the way. Yeah, Crofty's. He must person. he must read the numbers on the cars all the time to know who's who it is doing what. When the camera switches, because I've seen the clips of them in the commentary box, and they've only got one screen. I thought they'd have like a million different screens, angles, everything. I Telemetry. Have no idea how they do it. Beats me. But yeah, you mentioned Logan Sargent then. I actually have confirmed what he needs to do because he needs to get enough points for his super license. Um, he's racing again in FP1, like uh, at Abu Dhabi, and he needs to get basically 100 kilometers in. Yeah. Um, so how many laps is that? I'm not sure. I don't have the stats, but I can look at it whilst we do it. But yeah, he needs to do that to get some points. And then in the F2 race, he needs 12 points from the weekend to get enough points to get a super license to be Williams driver. If so basically Logan Sargent needs to do well in the F2 okay. because that Williams seat is his ready to go. So how many but how many laps does he have to do in Formula 1? What for is he going to be is he going to absolutely be hammering it during the FP1 session? Let me just get you the um Do you know who else is going to be in FP1 in Abu Dhabi? Robert Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Let's, Let's go. Go. That's exciting. That is exciting because he he drove um we drove not long ago. This is actually, um, mate, this is a really exciting race because the F2 is back on. It's the last F2 race of the season. Obviously, we've come to know a few people in F2 now. Matt's going to be there with uh, Iwasa. So, fucking, let's see what happens there. But I don't know. Look, it's just exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. It's exciting that we can watch both. I love the, I love the um, F2. I've got the stats here. Circuit length. So, that would be a lap, wouldn't it? Yes. So, that's 5.2 km. No, sorry. 5,000. Sorry. 5.281 km. 
Right. So he's got to do 20 laps. And he's got to do 100 km. So yeah, he's got to do 20 laps. Right. He's got to do 20 laps in FP1. Is that possible? And I don't the lap think record, it is. How many has he got to do? 20, right? The we must be missing something here because that's not right. So let's say he does them at 1 minute 30. No, no, no. I think that is right. If he does them at 1 minute 30, 1.30. Yeah, it is an hour long session. Times 10. So 13. <laughs> what am I trying to add up here? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out whether we'd have enough time. He's got to do 20 laps there, 1 minute 30. So 20 minutes and then 30 seconds. So it's half an hour. Half an hour. He's got so he's got a hope that he's out there basically the whole time just lap, yeah. lap, And he's lap, got to drive lap, quick. Lap. Like He's not going to be doing one minute thirties the whole time. Wow. But they must know what they're doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't announce all this shit. I hope Logan makes it in. I want as many rookies and as many young people in as possible. Same. But you are spot on about the grid changing so much. Like You don't really expect it. And it's weird that McLaren are going to have a new driver because they're such a big setup. You see, you see so much about Ricardo. You see so much about Norris. Like it's crazy to think next year that's going to be Oscar. McLaren are such a huge historic team that just aren't doing very well at the minute. So I reckon anyone who's joined Formula One the same time that we have won't maybe might not know or have that understanding of like how like of a good team McLaren are. Mm. But they are like one of the best, and I'm hoping next year is going to be really good for them. They're definitely one of the best, and they're also one of the best at everything they produce with their drivers. I like the media stuff they do. I like the media stuff Red Bull do. I feel like I remember when McLaren joined, and it was in—I swear it—it it was with Mercedes. I'm going to get roasted for this, but it was—they joined as McLaren Mercedes team. They uh, were like a, no, I think you're right because Hamilton raced them with them. Yeah, and that. and he was absolutely rapid with them. Because when we first joined, we were getting confused because you'd be like, well, "Who does Hamilton did this for?" And I'd be like, "McLaren," and then you'd be like, "No, it's McLaren Mercedes or Mercedes yeah. McLaren or something." Yeah, they were yeah. definitely linked at some point. We're definitely going to get roasted for this. <laughs> do, do you think? Yep. <laughs> no, because we no people are always nice to us. Yeah. What What else have you got in Jake's notebook today? Well, not not too much, to be honest, because there hasn't been loads happening, but you did mention it's obviously Vettel's last race. That's sad. That's very sad. Um, it was quite refreshing for me. Why? Because I saw a photo of him and George together. Yeah. He signed George's helmet. George couldn't put his helmet on because it was too small. I remember holding Danny Rick's helmet and thinking I couldn't get one of my nuts in here. <laughs> like, they have got the tiniest heads because they are small people. But George is our size. George is like, yeah, yeah. Is like our height, maybe a slightly taller. So it's just nice to know that I haven't... I mean, I know my head's ginormous. And what did Vettel say about it? No, I don't know. He probably knows he's got a small head. No, but wasn't Vettel holding the helmet of George? Yeah, he could wear it. He could wear George's helmet. George couldn't get Vettel's helmet on. It was like stuck on top of his head. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were saying about another quote. I, I don't know, but I screenshotted something, so I was getting really confused. Come on, hit me. Well, I was just screenshotting all the stuff about Vettel. No, about George. I've got, you've got me so confused now. Are you talking about George Russell or Sebastian Vettel? Both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sebastian <laughs> Vettel, youngest pole sitter ever. Youngest world champion. Youngest two-time, three-time, four-time world driver's champion. Most poles in a single season. Most wins in a row. Most wins in Malaysia. Most wins in South Korea. Most wins in India. Most wins in Singapore. Most positions gained in a single race in the 21st century. Most laps led in a single season. Wow. Some of these stats are quite that, something. That's something, yeah. 
This really is Sebastian is Vettel, the man that's leaving. And he did a statement saying he doesn't even want to be remembered for the championships and the wins. He wants to just be remembered for just being a great person kind of thing. And, and do you know what? There. And I love that. That's mad that you said that because I was about to say he that's what he will be remembered by. Like I've been in my head I've been thinking trying to compare like the legacy that Max could could have now compared to someone like Sebastian Vettel or someone like that. And Sebastian will always be known as just being that fucking that nice cool legend of a guy whereas like max is so ruthless and after the shit that he pulled up at last race with like red bull and obviously the checo thing all that stuff that happened like how do you think people view max and do you think he'll have like the same legacy as someone like sebastian vettel uh, the thing is sebastian vettel his legacy is what it is a lot of it is because he was one of the youngest um he was like one of the youngest drivers to ever like win a championship, wasn't he? Have you been chewing this? What is that? <laughs> You've been chewing this. There's a bit of plastic that I found down the side of the sofa. Yeah, I always chew And stuff. it's got all teeth. It looks like the dog's been at it. <laughs> yeah, I've been chewing it. That was <laughs> Why weird. am I holding it? Yeah, Vettel's been around for so long because he got loads of records when he was young, which has meant he's had such a legacy the whole way through <laughs> as well. You just picked it up. You're going to start chewing it probably am going to start chewing <laughs> <laughs> just threw it over towards you and you've gone straight away and picked it up. Sorry. They're just different people. <laughs> like, realistically, no one even needs to be compared to Vettel, I don't think. Like, everyone is just such a different person. You're not going to get another Vettel. Like, he's just such a lovely guy. Some of these other drivers just are so, like, level-headed on the racing, which is fair enough because they are a Formula 1 racer. Like, a lot of these people, I think people need to remember... They don't all have to be media heads. They don't all have to be like being amazing people, I guess, at the end of the day, because a lot of them are there just because they want to win every week. I'm sure they're all there for that. Oh, yeah. yeah they don't yeah. really care necessarily about how they're portrayed, presented. A lot of them won't, which is why you see such a media fucking backlash half the time. But Sebastian Vettel was amazing at speaking to like just the world he's just and, a good advocate isn't he Does and just good making stuff. a difference he went on fucking question time in the uk <laughs> like, i know but not every driver would want to do that would they i well what i was getting at what i really wanted to ask you i think we touched on it in the last pod but i think personally that this whole thing that happened with max and checo is like bigger than it seems on surface level because really max has gone against team orders there yeah max has gone against team orders they said they've chatted about it and Christian wouldn't really talk about what they said on TV. But that is that is huge. To have someone like that stand up against... I don't know if this is huge or not. Maybe this happens a lot. But to me, it sounds like Max... That's a power play from Max. Like, how do Red... How do, How is the dynamic in Red Bull now? Like, like, what do they do? Like, he's their star driver. They want to hold on to him. But at the same time, Red Bull now seem like they've been backed into a corner a little bit by him. And you were saying that it was more to it because you were saying that it looked like Checo crashed in uh, in uh, Monaco. So what what do you, what what was that all about? Because I still don't really get behind that. No, I still don't really know anything about it because again, I should know this, but I haven't done my research. But I th I th thought what's happened was Max didn't do a good qualifying session, and then Checo was out, and then he crashed so that Max couldn't get a pole in qualifying. I don't know. I think Checo wasn't Checo pole. And he crashed knowing that it would be... Or he was in front of Verstappen. Yeah, it meant Max couldn't do another lap. And they were saying that they crashed because Max, so Max couldn't do another lap. Yeah, start in front that's, of what, that's what I think happened, yeah. But I, I can't get behind that. I don't see why it deliberately sneeze. crash. Like, I get... There's loads of people on Twitter that have, like, looked at the thing and slowed it down and shown how he deliberately accelerated and that. But then you got to remember at the same time, they're still going well quick. Like he could maybe just switched off for a second, maybe just made a mistake. Uh, no, like, I think it is a crash. I think it is on purpose. 
Really? Yeah, you got to think these guys, pro professionals, you just know when to accelerate out of a corner. It was just after that that hairpin at Monaco, and then they come down, they come right, Do and then you it, know just how before to he goes into out the tunnel. Corner, you, 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 when, when we drive in a car and we go around a corner, we're going at 20, 30 mile an hour. Yeah. They probably just come down a straight going like 150. Not on that section of the track, no way. A but slow, it still would be going section. mad quick. Yeah. Their this reactions. Is a, this is a like... professional racing driver driving Monaco, one of the most historic tracks. Yeah, but he could have just switched off for a second. Checo's done this a million times. I, I, I can't believe There is no on. chance I'm being convinced that that, was not, that that was not on purpose. You hear the engine rev. The first time he done it, he accelerates after the corner. He clearly accelerates before the corner on this one. He doesn't accelerate before the corner. He accelerates just as he gets round, which pulls his tyres out of the back. It's just before, literally as he's turning into the corner. I, I think 100% legit. I don't know. What, I, what accident? Not on purpose. Accident. Or like just switch off or trying something different. Or something could have been wrong with the tyres. Or anything could have happened. The engine could have gone. Like, it's... When these cars are so controlled by the a garage, could have gone. when these cars are so like, uh, <laughs> when these <laughs> what are you talking about? These cars are so controlled by the garage. Yeah, like they can do so much back in the in the pit wall and that. Yeah, but they can't accelerate the car for it. No, but they can change things on the car, can't they? Maybe something been changed or it was in quality. I really don't know. I'm not sure. It even feels weird talking about this now when you meet them, when you meet these drivers, and then there's me saying that Checo done it on purpose. I feel a bit wrong. It's a weird divide in like where we've started doing this at home, just saying whatever we want and out nowhere we have to meet these people, which I, is amazing. I think this is a big point to highlight. Like we've never seen it, like seen ourselves as media, and like sometimes we go to these races now, these events, whatever, and we get media passes, and it almost feels like wrong putting them on because I guess we are media, like we, like technically we are, but that's never how we've really wanted to have been viewed or like not even who we want to be. We've always said since the beginning, we want to be like friends of the paddock. Like we would just want to be like friends of everyone in F1 really like, and now we're getting viewed as media. I don't know where I was going with this, but it just feels a little bit strange. Do you not think? Mm, yeah, it is, it is a bit strange. But I mean, I'll take it. If a passes goes where we need to be, then I'll take I'll it. I'll be media all day long. But we aren't media, really, are we? I guess I just never wanted to like be known as like um, by the drivers as like someone who's interviewed them. I just want to be their mate. Yeah, and that's one of the hard things when we talk about the drivers. And then we give our opinion on anything, and then we have to meet them. And then there's a p professional standard of like you have to be able to drop everything you've said. And to be fair, we know the drivers differently as people, as like you know than what you see on TV, which is great because. Mm. So you start to build like a personal level of a friendship like, and you're very aware then that like... I think a lot of what we do, which is quite good, is that like we'll give our opinion, but then like if you're saying something, I'll always try and come at it from the other angle and I think you do the same for me because otherwise there's no talking point. Like, And I watched it last night on Logan Paul's podcast because he was discussing it with like his co-host and that and they, they'll always like battle each other on what they're, whether they believe, whether they agree with the person or not, they'll always like battle it, mm. which is good because it creates good conversation. I think that's what we do. Do you reckon? Should we battle something now? Anything else? Any other controversial topics you want to raise? Um, um, no. Another person that's going to be driving an FP1 is the man, the myth, the legend, Robert Kubica. Really? Taking the place of Guan Yu Zhou in FP1 in Abu Dhabi. I don't know much about Robert Kubica. Neither do I. But what I do know is that the guy that we met in Amsterdam, who we haven't really spoken about yet because we're making a movie and guys just hold out because it's coming... Um, was a massive they fan. Loved Robert. They said, get yeah, a photo of him, didn't they? Yeah, because he's Polish or he's like half Polish or whatever. Oh. And he was like, did you see him? Did you see him? Like, could, please, can you get a picture? And 
we didn't see him. But yeah, so there you go. How Robert old is Kubica. Looks quite old. I don't actually know. Um, but with the power of a smartphone. This is the best thing about having the Google right there, just to be able to pull it up as we speak. Come on, give me the age of Yeah, Robert but Kubica. I want someone to do it for us. I want someone like um, Joe Rogan has Jamie. A stat like, man. Jamie, pull that up. Hey, uh, but we should get a Formula One driver. Fuck me. If you thought Hulkenberg was old, this guy's 37. Really? Now that is bloody interesting. Yeah, but do you know what it, what it might be? What? They have to get, they have to let a certain amount of people go out in their cars every year, don't they? I think it's three sessions in FP1. They have to put someone else in it. Um, they maybe, should have let Sharm out. Maybe these guys, maybe these guys deliberately pick an old guy. One stick, Ru- stick Ruth Buscom in a car, see what she does. She's Ruth Buscom would be quick. She's got the strategy. Has she got everything else? Who knows? <laughs> guys, by the way, there's been a progression to that story. I didn't know that anything happened on lap 27 of that fucking race. What race was it? Brazil? Yeah. Brazil. I messaged her. Going back to the last pod, I said, soft, start on softs, finish on softs. They did. <laughs> Bottas overtook... Sebastian Vettel on the undercut. I think it was an undercut on lap 27. Yeah. Now, what the flipping heck? How does that happen? No, that's pretty impressive. How does that happen? I didn't even get the crystal ball out for that I'll one. Tell you what, then. Give us a strategy for this weekend. Abu Dhabi. Oh, no, I told her I would. I can't just... I can't... I'm not a performing monkey, all right? I can't just do it live on the pod. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to message her in private, probably on... And then release what you said on Friday Sunday. Friday on Saturday and release it, yeah. Because it's early in the morning, the race, so our Sunday race review will be up. Shit, what time is it on? It's quite early. I'll tell you what, I can tell you because the I... Race, is it like, oh, you got your widget? I have a widget on my phone. <laughs> Let's go, Fab's got a widget. Guys, we're not we're not partnered with these people. We're not fucking being paid to do this, but Formula 5 make a really good widget for the iPhone. You what can even see is a widget? All the races. It's that big thing that's, that sits at the top of my phone. It just shouts Bebo to me. It's called like, Formula sh- 5, guys. It's shouts MSN. It gives you all the FP1, 2 and 3 time. So FP1, 10 a.m. on Friday, UK time, GMT, Greenwich Mean Time. The race is at 1pm on Sunday, so it's not that early. You're wrong. The ra- Your widget is wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. Your widget is wrong. No, it's not. Your widget is wrong. Oh, is that track time? Oh, no, you're sorry. Your widget isn't wrong. I must have read it wrong somewhere. I what? read it was at 6am. 1pm p- 1 Sunday um, on the race. The race on Sunday is the race. Anyway, what I was saying, <laughs> let me finish. Maybe they deliberately chose Kibitza because they want to put old guys in there that won't crash the car, won't even try and go too quick so that they don't have to have the expenses. Maybe they just let older people drive who are more experienced. Well, who else have Alfa Romeo got? I'm not sure who their reserve drivers are. I think they, I know they've got Fabio Bocca and Jake Boys from the Pit Stop podcast, but they haven't called them up yet, which is strange. No, they're saving us for, 20, for, for when the cars get better. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want to put us out in a, in a mediocre car. They were like, we want to get these decent, yeah, decent drivers said. and decent. Oh, cars. you said there's a rumor of Mr. Vassour going to Ferrari. Look, listen, I don't know how much we can talk. You've about You've got this. a big rumor mill going over your head. I don't know how much we can talk about this. Why? Because I don't, I don't know how much is out on the internet or not. Should I just Google it right Wait, now? Wait, where did you find this out? Uh, sources, but I think it's out. It's, it's obviously out now. Oh um, my word! Yeah, guys, there is a chance that Frederick Vassour is taking the spot. Of Mattia Bonotto at Ferrari. Um, Mattia is denying it all, <laughs> saying it's not happening. But there are rumours. Yeah. There are rumours going around. So, look, again, if that does happen, it would be amazing to get Fred on the pod. There was a chance he was maybe going to come on before. I know he's been on the Red Flags podcast. So, 
Fred, if you're listening, which I know you probably ain't. It's definitely not. But if anyone from Alfa Romeo is listening, Ruth, I know you are. You always listen to our pods. Tell Fred he needs to come on. (laughs) Tell him now. (laughs) Tell him, go, whatever you're doing, pause the pod, go tell him right now. I'd also like to clear up something from last week. I said that they should stop the laps during a safety car. Obviously, the fuel would run out, which is pretty obvious. I didn't think about that. They'd have to refuel, which they don't do anymore. So, okay, I take back my idea about stopping the lap counter for the safety cars. <laughs> but thank you for listening to me. And also, I understand why the Formula One car isn't the, isn't the safety car. Thank you for listening to that as well. Do you know what? I would love for them for like one season or even just one race of a season to like let you just decide all the rules and everything that's going on. It would be the best season ever. <laughs> It'd be the best season ever. If I had to make immediate changes... If, I, if they said to me, Jake, we've got 500 million, we're going to give it to you to sort all the... They'd have to pay me a lot of money because my mm. expertise are valuable. Mm-hmm, of course. To, to make our sport amazing, what would I do next year? Right, so first of all, I'd add two more teams. We'd have another okay. four cars and I'd okay. automatically assign the winner of F2 to one. I believe like maybe even the top three. Maybe the top two in F2 go to each team yeah. and then they get matched with like Schumacher to one, Ricardo to the other. And then... Um, because they're new, they should get like extra money so that they can be really good, which would challenge it. Let people in F2 have a chance at the top, show how good they are. Okay. I'd also try and look yeah, at the yeah. grid format. I'm not sure about reverse grid, but I'm not sure. Sh- I reckon there's like a diff- better format. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'd, I'd have to consider that. Do you know what I'd do? I w- just want to close the pack up. I would keep the 499-999-995 million and just load up everyone's car with banana skins and just say, you got three banana skins each. Do your worst. And I'd hire Ruth Buscombe to make all my sensible decisions because she's an expert. Do you know what? If Fred leaves, yeah, then like, I wonder if there's like, I wonder who's going to take the spot. Ruth, are you going to be team? Boss. I wonder who's going to take the spot after a minute. Because if Ruth's the team boss, could it be the Buscom? Chance we could potentially get our bums in them seats. Oh, you want to? You want to do it? Do I want to be a Formula One driver? Of course, I want to be a Formula One driver. Oh, you want to be a driver. driver? See, what I was thinking was Ruth goes to team boss, and then you and me are like a joint strategist. Okay. But like we Pitch don't talk, we don't talk to anyone else on the team. We just amongst ourselves we destroyed the, the I reckon we're just going to have to come back on Sunday and tell them what strategy you pitched and see how well you get on yeah see if you can get another accurate strategy yeah yeah I mean there's a good chance it's correct there's a good chance they could possibly even win from my strategy probably the best race this season by the way guys little fun fact for you this is the most successful year for Alfa Romeo Sauber since 2012 yeah I like, you told me that yesterday. That's yeah. amazing. And I feel like I've had a, a significant hand in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe collectively we have because we've, we've been around now for a mayor. Maybe we've brought the spirits up within the team. I just think we've definitely done something. Yeah. We've, well, one thing's for sure, Fabio Bocca. This season, we have definitely done something. Mate, what are we going to do without the Formula One? For I the don't next, know. like three or four months, three I months. I don't know. We're just going to have to start doing something else. I know what's going to happen. What? That bloody World Cup is going to be on the TV every day. Good. I can't wait. The World Cup <sighs> is going to be on the TV every single day. I'm going to have to find something else to do with my time. Oh, that's a shame. 
It is a shame. But guys, it's also a shame because this is the end of our podcast. Yeah, it's been a long couple of days. I'm glad my mum got a dog. I'm going to post a photo on my Instagram at Jake Boys. It's really sweet. We'll be back after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix for our season review roundup of the race. And ultimately, let's just hope George Russell wins and gets fastest lap because then that could be a potential for second in the driver's standings, which would be crazy. Now, that would, would truly be something. It'd be a madness. <sighs> Guys, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. Rate it five stars. Hit the like button. Click the follow button. What's, I, just, I need to clarify. What's our bet again? £20 we've got. I've bet that Mercedes will finish above Ferrari and the constructors. There's 19 points between them. Okay. I need for Ferrari Dunifers. Dunifers. You need, need you Mercedes need Ferrari for dinner. Thank you for listening to Pizza Podcast. Bye. Bye. Spirit Studios.